Good morning, sons and daughters of God. Man, look at all the seats that are filled. And no blue tape to separate us. What a glorious day it is to be in God's house. And also to be in God's grand world where we welcome those of you who are worshiping with us at home. It is a joy to come together on this Pentecost Sunday and celebrate the gift of God's Holy Spirit. We want to say a special word of welcome to the family of Logan Sheehan, who is here to join us in the family as a new brother in Christ through the sacrament of baptism. And Logan is Larry Crawford, uh, Larry and Kathy Crawford's great, great, one great, just one great, great grandchild. And so we rejoice in having the um, whole family here today to celebrate together. Thank you for being here. As I said, today is the day of Pentecost, a day when we hear the story of the Spirit blowing into the world with wind and fire. And we've already got the fire, and I will provide some wind later on. And I hope that it will be, hope that it will be good wind uh, that we bring to uh, our worship today. And we want to say thank you to the liturgical arts team who has uh, brought such wonderful um, decoration and enhancement to our worship space and to our worship time. It just truly is a joy to be able to help have them help us uh, get into the spirit of the day. So now let's take a few minutes to prepare ourselves for worship.
Please be seated, except for Logan and his family. <laughs> and our sponsors, if you would come and join me here at the font. You just stay, let them stand right here, close by, yeah. No, let them, let them stand here. There you go, great. Welcome. God who is rich in mercy and love, gives us a new birth into a living hope through the sacrament of baptism. By water and the word, God delivers us from sin and death and raises us to new life in Jesus Christ. We are united with all the baptized in the one body of Christ and anointed with the gift of the Holy Spirit and joined in God's mission for the life of the world. Who do you present for the sacrament of baptism? Hi, Logan. Welcome. Called by the Holy Spirit and trusting in the grace and love of God, do you desire to have Logan baptized into Christ? If so, answer, I do. As you bring Logan to receive this gift of baptism, you are entrusted with responsibilities to live with him among God's faithful people, to bring him to the word of God and the Holy Supper, Teach him the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments. Place in his hands the Holy Scriptures and nurture him in faith and prayer so that he may learn to trust God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, care for others in the world God made, and work for justice and peace. Do you promise to help Logan grow in the Christian faith and life? If so, answer, I do. And people of God, do you promise to support Logan and pray for him in his new life in Christ? If so, answer, we do. Amen. Please stand as you are able. I ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, reject sin, and confess the faith of the church. Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God? the powers of this world that rebel against God and the ways of sin that draw you from God? If so, answer, I renounce them. Amen. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to the living in the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Logan, come here, buddy. Watch this. Watch this. Here we go. You want to pour some water in the font? No, not yet. We're not ready yet. Not quite. Not quite. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
Blessed are you, holy God. You are the creator of the waters of the earth. You are the fire of rebirth. You poured out your spirit on your people, Israel. You breathe life into our dry bones. Your son, Jesus, promised to send the spirit to us that the world may know of your peace and truth. Pour out your Holy Spirit and breathe new life into those who are here baptized. By your Spirit, adopt us as all your children through our Savior Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Logan. Logan, Bryant, Sheehan, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to drive. Dylan, could you come here and help me just a minute? Come here. Would you hold my book just like that so I can read it? Thank you. One of the oldest traditions throughout all of Scripture is a blessing by the laying on of hands. And so we place our hands on the newly baptized as a sign of God's blessing for all of us. So I would invite you to just place your hands as we pray together. We give you thanks, O God, that through water and the Holy Spirit, you give your daughters and sons new birth, Cleanse them from sin and raise them to eternal life. Sustain Logan with the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever. Amen. Logan, Bryant, Sheehan, child of God. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. And I would like for all of us to welcome our newest brother in Christ, Logan Sheehan. Welcome. Now this is a big day for you. And you're a little older than some, but you're still probably a little too young to remember exactly what we've done here today. So, Logan, we're going to do something special for you. Logan. Hey, Logan, look here. Watch. We're going to light this candle for you. And this candle will be a reminder for you that God has blessed you and claimed you as God's son. And on this day, every year, your mom and dad can light the candle and have it as your baptismal birthday candle to remind you of this day when we baptize you and, and tell you, just as Jesus did, to let your light shine so that others can see your good work and give glory to God in heaven. Would you guys like to blow it out? Can you blow it out? Good job. Very good. We'll save it for later, okay? Don't let your light go out, though, okay? Let us welcome the newly baptized. 
We welcome you into the body of Christ and into the mission we share. Join us in giving thanks and praise to God and bearing God's creative and redeeming word to all the world. Amen. Please stand as you are able. And here is a gift. I have a box for for you. No, he can have it. That's his. Yeah, you can have it. You can take it. Go ahead. You can have it. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray together. Mighty God, you breathe life into our bones, and your Spirit brings truth to the world. Send us this Spirit. Transform us by your truth and give us language to proclaim your gospel. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our reading this morning is from the second chapter of Acts. Originally, Pentecost was a Jewish Thanksgiving-type festival celebrated seven weeks after Passover. On this particular Pentecost, however, the Holy Spirit is poured out upon the entire community of believers, just as Jesus had promised and the scriptures had prophesied. Empowered by the Spirit, the entire community bears witness to God's activity in multiple languages. A reading from Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, the apostles were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues of, as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native tongue of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it? In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, 
standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day, then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please stand as you are able. The Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, But I will send you the Advocate, the Spirit of Truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me, because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Yes, I'm telling you these things now, so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier, because I was going to be with you a little while longer. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the Advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. 
That is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. In the name of the risen Christ, amen. Just like it is with Easter and Christmas, we hear this same story from the book of Acts every Pentecost Sunday. The day when we celebrate God's Spirit blowing into the world and into the lives of men and women there in Jerusalem. The Spirit came with such power that the people who received it were not able to keep their mouths shut. That's, Luke says they were spreading the good news to everybody in their own language. They were filled with this power. It was God's power. And it empowered Peter, who was so scared a while back that he denied knowing Jesus three times. This power allowed Peter to preach the very first Christian sermon. So this story from Acts, and in fact, the whole Bible story, is a story about how God's Spirit comes into the world and works in the lives of ordinary men and women like you and me. And so the truth of the matter is, we are now those who have been empowered to share this good news of Jesus Christ. But I wonder if sometimes we aren't so sure that this Spirit continues to come and give us that same power, that it doesn't dwell with us in the same way as it used to. I love the story that Dr. Tom Long tells about when he was a brand new pastor in a small country church. One Sunday morning, he stood up and announced that at 10 o'clock next Sunday, I am going to start a pastor's class on the basics of the Christian faith. So if you are new to the faith, or if you just want a refresher course, I invite you to join me next Sunday at 10. Well, the next Sunday came, and he approached the classroom expecting to greet a throng. He was sorely disappointed. In the class were three elementary school-age girls, probably forced to be there by their parents. He tried to hide his disappointment, and as best he could, over the next few weeks, he began to lay out for them the basics of the faith. And then the week before Pentecost, he asked, Girls, do you know what the day of Pentecost is? They didn't. And so he began to tell the story about how the disciples were gathered together in that one place and, and how the wind came and the fire came and they began to, to speak in all kinds of other languages. Two of the girls were quite unimpressed. But the eyes of one of them got as big as saucers. And when she was finally able to speak, she said, 
uh, Reverend Long, I think we were absent that Sunday. <laughs> yeah? What I love about that is not that she misunderstood what he was telling her, but that she actually believed that it could happen in her small church. That the Spirit of God could actually come to the people in that one place. Were we absent on that Sunday? Do we still believe that God's Spirit can come to us and give us the, the power and the courage to speak a new word into today's world? To, to do a new kind of ministry than, than what we've done before? To give us a new direction to follow? I believe that. And I am willing to bet that a lot of you do too. But having said that, we, are, we have to ask the question, what does that mean for us today and what does it mean for us in the future because when you read through the bible it's easy to see that every time the spirit comes it comes just as much to disrupt as it does to comfort so are we willing to let the spirit disrupt our comfort level i have never heard anybody pray come holy spirit so that we can stay exactly like we are but isn't that the way we often act that we we resist making any real meaningful change because it's a whole lot more comfortable to keep things predictable and planned and stable But if we have learned anything from the last 15 months, it is that the church has already changed and adapted in far more ways than anybody would have imagined back in 2019. The pandemic forced the church all across the globe to innovate and retool and remake their ministry just in order to keep up. Imagine. Imagine what it would have been like if we hadn't invested in the kind of technology that we are using now. Imagine those of you who are watching from home not being able to worship with us today or anytime. The Spirit blew into this place and gave us a new word to speak in a language that we had never considered before. Live stream. Bandwidth. Mic checks. Camera angles. Green screen. We never thought about all that stuff before. Now, some churches have been using this kind of technology for a long time and, and have done it quite well, but it's new for us. And what a difference it has made. What we are doing now has enabled you throughout these months 
to stay connected to your faith, or at least I hope that helped. And many of you have told me that, in fact, it did. So do we really think that the Spirit is wanting us to rush back to the way we used to do things before? To go back and just simply be comfortable again? Isn't it a whole lot more likely that the Spirit is pushing us forward? Urging us to take another step and to keep going and to stretch and envision and experiment together? To explore new ways to tell this old, old story of Jesus and his love? Logan was just baptized, weren't you? Yeah. Took, took some doing, but we got it done. Yeah. Now, to borrow a message from last week's sermon, he's going to grow up with a whole world of things to believe. He's going to be exposed to all kinds of things that he can invest his life in. Want to take a guess what his world is going to look like 20, 25 years from now? Imagine what the church is going to look like when he is his parents' age. For him and his generation to grow in his faith and experience God in his life, we have to share our faith in his world, not just our own. We are already seeing a growing number of people who have chosen to disconnect from the faith. If we rush back simply to where we were before, can we ever hope to change that? Can we ever hope to change it? This year, I believe that the Spirit has taught us that we in the church can change. And it's not the end of the world. Which means that God's Spirit is still blowing into our congregation and into our lives with a new spirit of creativity. Wow, look at this. A new spirit of creativity a new vision of what might be possible, and a new courage to step out and reach out to share this good news. It also enables us to help stay connected to each other and to reach out to those who have lost connection and those who have never been connected to begin with. Being connected in a community is a gift of the Spirit. And the story of Pentecost tells us that, that people from all over were there together in that one place so they all could share that powerful experience. Pastor Anna Trainum writes how Delta Airlines reminds us of our togetherness in a rather unique way. She says that after the safety video, you know, the one where they talk about the masks and the seatbelts and all that stuff, 
After, at the end of that, a pilot comes on the screen and says, Delta isn't flying to over 300 places to connect us, but to show us that we were never that far apart to begin with. Friends, COVID created for us a unifying experience. We all have shared in that common experience. And that, that experience was filled with fear and with grief, but it was also filled with hope and courage. That virus showed us how much more connected we really are than what we might think. And so maybe the Pentecost spirit can continue to use that idea and that, that connectedness to help us look at one another in different ways. To see that maybe we are more connected than we think. More connected than a lot of the evidence bears out. And that we can begin to understand that we truly are, all of us, God's beloved children. So where do we start? We start with trust. Trust that God's Spirit will work in us and through us to give us the power to let go of our we've, already, we've always done it this way before attitude. And trust that God will set us free to fly. Author Henry Nowen tells the story of going to the circus and seeing a trapeze group called the Flying Rod Lees. And afterwards, he was invited to come back and, and meet them. And he started talking to them. And he asked one of the trapeze artists what, it was, what, what the experience was like to fly through the air. And that trapeze artist says, well, what you don't understand is the star of the show is really the catcher. The catcher means everything because I can't reach out and grab the catcher. He's got to reach out and grab me. He's the real star. A flyer's got to fly, but a catcher's got to catch. So we trust the catcher to be there for us. My brothers and sisters, God is our catcher. Whenever we are afraid of what may be coming, he is the catcher that allows us to fly into the future without being afraid of that. We don't know what the future is going to hold for us. Lord knows this past year taught us that. But we don't have to be afraid. Because God's Spirit will continue to grow us as a holy community and empower us to fly into that future with courage and to be bold in the new ways that we proclaim this old story that we hear over and over again, the story of Jesus and his love. Please pray with me. Come, Holy Spirit, as you did that first Pentecost, Draw us close 
keep us connected and then shake us up so we don't miss the chance to be your spirit-filled people. Amen. Join me in standing as you are able for the prayers of the people. 
Today is Pentecost, the fifth day of Easter, and we ask God to send the Holy Spirit on the church, the earth, and all who are in need, responding to each petition with the words, Come Holy Spirit. God of life, we pray for the church around the globe. For the church in Africa, we pray. Come Holy Spirit. In the church of, for the church of Asia, we pray. Come Holy Spirit. For the church in Australia and all the islands, we pray. Come Holy Spirit. For the church in Europe, we pray. Come Holy Spirit. For the church in North and Central and South America, we pray. Come Holy Spirit. For the, our congregation, reconciliation, we pray. Come Holy Spirit. For all who search for you, we pray. Come Holy Spirit. Inspire the leaders of nations to strive for justice and equality for all. Bring peace to Jerusalem, to Israel, and to Palestine. Provide a home for refugees. Instill in our legislators and judges a passion for the truth. Grant your spirit to all who make political decisions in our land, that they discern and walk the ways of righteousness. For the nations of the world and our government, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Bring an end to the pandemic. Restore those who have contracted the virus. Uphold health care workers and supply vaccines to all countries and people. Visit all who are suffering, all who feel hopeless, and all who face death. Feed all who hunger. Grant jobs to those who are unemployed. Send healing to those we name here before you. Susan Bayman, Susie Beale, Jesse Brock, Betty Burkhart, Sam Green, Alberta Holden, Paul Letts, Mary Lou Schofield, Roger Strong, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, and those on our lips and in our hearts. For worldwide health and all who are in need of prayer. Breathe your life into each of us and receive the cries of our own hearts. For ourselves, we pray. With confidence in your love and trust in your mercy, glorious God, giver of life, we offer these prayers through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. The peace of Christ be with you always. May we greet one another with the sign of Christ's peace. We celebrate communion together in this room for the first time in a long time for some of you. 
Let me share with you a little bit about how we will do that. I will stand at the head of the aisle and offer you the bread. And then we invite you to go over to the pre-filled cups that are on the side where Andrea will offer you the, the blood of Christ. And the dark liquid is wine. The light liquid is white grape juice, if you choose that option. We invite you to consume that there and then to take the empties and place them in the bowls on either side and return to your seat by the side aisle. For those of you who are communing at home, we invite you to join in our meal of forgiveness and new life. Prepare your bread and cup, and when the time comes to share your bread with these words, the body of Christ given for you, and with the cup, the blood of Christ shed for you. We invite you to commune with all who are gathered there in your setting or by yourself if you are alone. Let us begin our service of communion. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, lead us not into temptation, temptation but, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The risen Christ invites us to his table. Come, eat and be satisfied. We will commune the choir side first. Please be seated.
May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. you have put gladness in our hearts. Satisfy the hunger still around us and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Again, we welcome you to this day of Pentecost worship as we gather not only here, but gather in lots of places in our homes and literally around the world. We understand that there are folks in several different countries who worship with us online. And what a joy that is to know that our investment, made possible by your generosity, is reaching people that may never darken the door of this church. But that doesn't matter. They're still hearing the good news, and that's what's important. We talk about mission and seeing a new way of doing things, and so I want to encourage you to help us do that. I don't know how all this stuff works, but I do know that if you happen to like uh, on our YouTube channel, click the like button, it raises our profile. And if you're at home watching, whether you did or not, click the like button. Um, it, it raises our profile and gets more eyes on our proclamation of the good news. Now here's a little secret for all of you. You can go home, log on to our YouTube channel, fast forward through the sermon, and then click like. And the same thing will happen. It's a miracle. But we certainly invite you to share uh, our link with your neighbors. If you know someone who is homebound and can't worship or uh, what, for whatever reason, uh, share our link with them and invite them to share in our worship as well. That way they too can hear how much God loves them. So I'd like to share that with you now. So please stand as you're able. Hear this declaration of grace that God has always loved you. God loves you now, and God will love you forever. This is the good news, the Pentecost news that gives us new life. And so we go with great courage, trusting that God will continue to bless us and keep us, that God's face will continue to shine on us with grace and mercy, and that God will look upon us with favor and will give us peace. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Go in peace, live in the flow of the Spirit. Alleluia. 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 